This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 581 of Marking Out. Obviously, you can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Marking Out, Instagram, and YouTube at Marking Out 11. We're on TikTok. Like, follow, comment on TikTok, share our TikToks. They're beautiful. Uh, what else? We got ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Use the code REGARDLESS for 20% off and free shipping over at Manscaped.com. On Twitter, you can follow us at MarkinOut. BTTG161 on Twitter and Instagram. At DavidPTDPT on Twitter and Instagram. At ChrisSweenDog on Twitter. At David... Ah, uh, David, geez, CM Sweeney. You were doing so good. <laughs> you were doing so good, you know. Yeah, they know where to... F- CM Sweetie eighty five on Instagram. I am your host Brandon. I'm joined here by Dave. Dave, how you doing? Doing uh great. You know, I'm doing awesome. And how about yourself? I'm doing awesome as always. A bit cloudy today, huh? It is cloudy with a chance of meatballs. But how was your week? I uh, I grilled up some burgers, made a TikTok of it. Like I said earlier, you go to ticket, go to TikTok, you mark it out. Go to ticket, ticket, tick, ticket, TikTok. And Ticker! Uh, outside of that, I watched the new Cheaper by the Dozen movie on Disney Plus, starring by choice. Yeah, by uh, starring Gabrielle Union and Zach Braff, and it wasn't terrible, but it made mm. me wish Steve Martin was in it. And it's yeah. also crazy. I went back and looked at the old. I mean, at at that version of Cheaper by the Dozen, and it had so many bad reviews. And I remember definitely liking those Cheaper by the Dozen movies. Well, so I mean, many I think were... that your uh, your status in uh, no, of liking up. movies and shut stuff. Up, I mean, you like Tower Heist yeah. too. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I wasn't thought... going to bring up Tower Heist. I mean, there's debatable topics and movies that you have enjoyed in the past i don't know you know i don't know if that's accurate uh you know but, the studies but have a bunch of it. a bunch of those reviews were like oh this definitely doesn't this like how how dare they not do anything to the original they changed it completely and it's like i never saw the one from the 50s to compare the steve martin version to that even so mm-hmm. I can only compare this new one to the Steve Martin version, and it it just left me wanting more. Wanting more. Well, I the also, only thing that I want more of is Zach Braff in Scrubs. In those, isn't that, that TV show Scrubs? Isn't I need isn't, I need it more. I need more episode. I need more seasons of Scrubs. I think that's after happening. seeing that. I don't know. After seeing that Super Bowl commercial, I need more. I feel like that's happening. No. No, no. But uh, I also watched uh, West Side Story, the new one. on. Uh, it's on Disney+. Plus. I watched it on HBO Max. And I, I, only, I went into this only knowing like pop culture references and the songs. 
and I had no idea the ending was about to be the ending it was. So I thought that was pretty funny. The, but Oh, you didn't know how it ends. I had no clue. It's yeah. Really anticlimactic. I didn't you realize know, it's it was really... like a Romeo and Juliet thing. Oh yeah, big time Romeo and Juliet. It's I mean, I actually love that movie. It's one of my favorite musicals. I the grew original up listening one, to I it. Assume. Yeah, the original. The original. I grew up listening to it. I grew up watching the movie. Um I think that all the songs are good. The story is incredible. The thing that, um, uh, who who's the? I always forget her name. Who's the? Who's Maria in the original? Ah, oh, come on. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, um, Natalie Wood, Natalie Woods, uh, Natalie Woods. Um, like the casting didn't make sense for the old then. one, but the music. Yeah, back then. But the music is always incredible. The story is beautiful. So I really do want to see this new one. I think um, was Rita Moreno was in the the first one and the second one? This remake? I think, yeah. yeah I, I saw a clip of the new one, and I recognized one of the actresses uh, from being in the first one. Uh, she was one of Maria's... Uh, friends, I believe. Yeah, it was it was okay. I wouldn't say it was worthy of an Academy Award, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's right. up for the Academy Awards. Yeah, I mean, it's I I think that it's I don't know. I guess I really can't comment on it because I haven't seen it. Because it is a lo- it's a high bar. It was just I, mean, I don't story. know. It was just hokey, you know. It starts off. It literally starts off. <laughs> With uh, a a Royal Rumble cage match or a Battle Royal cage match or something, and it's like I have I mean, no idea what I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, the you have to see the original. The original is very hokey too. Uh, I mean, it's it's really it's a musical. Right. It's a dance, and they, they, I they mean, say the, like most the, most like uh, musicals don't really turn up well when it gets turned into a movie. And that's mm-hmm. I when I watched. Um, when I watched Jersey Boys, I felt like this is not the the musical was so much better. Mm-hmm. I don't know with with this one. I remember I didn't see it, but it's just very. I mean, come on now. Like you said, they have a battle royal in the ca- a cage match, and it's so it is really funny because you're watching it and they're fighting, but they're obviously dancing. Uh, like they're swinging each other back and forth. They're right. doing a dosi do, um, you know. But it's these dancers are so talented. The singers are incredible. The music is lifelong, you know. So I think that I, I'm definitely going to watch it soon because well, it's on you got HBO two Max. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go All with right, the you HBO don't even have, Max. You don't even have Disney Plus, so no, no. No, no. But my week was good. My week uh, was grand. My week was great and wonderful. But something that was also great and wonderful was this week and sports entertainment, pro wrestling. Let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. What a what a stellar kickoff. Oh, yeah, was that kickoff was hot. You know, you you had the glass shatter. 
The crowd goes wild. And then out comes <laughs> Kevin Owens in full Stone Cold Steve Austin gear with a bald cap. Uh, with, I mean, fans were so just, they got worked. Big time. And he comes out, worked, cuts a, a full Stone Cold Steve Austin promo. And they played the music again, and Kevin Owens looked scared. <laughs> Laughed. Yeah, it they, they totally it was, like. Dude, it was so good. Because I got Yeah, the crowd on that popped one. again. <laughs> yeah, the crowd popped again because there was like that that anticipation. You know, he was building up, building up, building up. And then it hit. And then everybody goes crazy. Uh, KO acted scared. And it was Kevin Owens. Yeah. And I think I, I like that one better than when, like, Shawn Michaels did it in Canada. With, although that heat that Shawn Michaels got in Canada with doing Bret Hart's theme song was really funny as well. But Oh, yeah. I agree. But you know, Kevin Owens ends up hitting the beer guy with the stunner. It was just the, the, the full segment was all hilarious. I thought it was very well done. That was a great opener. After that, Seth Rollins was asked about not going to WrestleMania, and he just laughed it off which we'll get to in a second. We saw the Mysterios pick up the victory over the Dirty Dogs. Miz came out and was and did commentary for this. Seth Rollins interrupted this match. Yeah, um Seth Rollins, I mean, even his cues on SmackDown of uh last week, you know, he it's I mean, last week they were definitely rushing it it felt. But I feel like his introductions, his mannerisms, I'm loving Seth freaking Rollins. I when he had microphone problems at first, I thought they were like legit microphone problems, but then the fact that like once that was done, he was just gone. Mhm. I'm assuming it was like warped microphone problems. Yeah. But it was a pretty standard match. Dominic we saw ate a super kick after the match and Miz hit Rey Mysterio with the skull crushing finale outside of the ring. And then he took Rey Mysterio's mask. And he took it because Logan Paul wanted one as a kid. And then he challenged <laughs> Logan Paul to wear it on Raw next week. I mean, I feel like this entire mask stealing of Rey Mysterio is never ending. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people do So it. many people, yeah, a lot of people have stolen his mask over the years. And it's bizarre because it's been so long that Rey Mysterio has been in WWE and masked. Like... Even when he was out of WWE for the the how, whatever how many years in between, he still wrestled with a mask on. We have not seen Rey Mysterio unmasked wrestling since the nineties. Yeah, maybe the two thousand, like early two thousand. I don't. Two thousand um, might seem accurate. Yeah, the only times that really stand out to me is WCW. Actually, two thousand one. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it would be like that era of with WCW. The, the filthy yeah, animals. what was that group? The dirty, um, filthy animals. What was it? Filthy animals. Yeah. Now that's the only time that stands out to me that he wrestled without a mask on. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But after else this, comes to mind, but. after this match, Seth Rollins spoke with Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville, and they basically told him he needs to stop. And Adam Pearce is like, eh, maybe, maybe there's something we can do, which alludes to something that takes place later on. But before yeah, that, but next up, you had almost pick up the victor over Commander Aziz and Apollo Crews. Um, I, you know, 
This is still one of those things where I'm still hung up and disappointed on last week. Me and you already mentioned it, that him versus Aziz should have been like a big build-up for a WrestleMania match. But now he's doing an he After the match, he puts out an open challenge pretty much. Like, yeah, which but like six. this match to me made even less sense than last week. The referee couldn't even count the pin because he stacked <laughs> Apollo yeah. Cruz on Commander Aziz. Cruz's shoulders were down. The referee was focused on Commander Aziz. His shoulders weren't down. They couldn't count. I thought it was all stupid. Yeah. But almost said that he's unstoppable. Everyone now, who tries to step up will be dominated. News sites are reporting Bobby Lashley's not as injured as we all thought. Okay. And he'll be the opponent for him at WrestleMania. And with um, the, the key words of unstoppable and dominated. I'm not a fan of that. I think you know, it should be. Like, I, I feel accurate. like it's. Huh? It seems accurate. Like, that. that's going to be the match. And I don't. Yeah, but I, who wins I, there? Well, I mean, obviously, it's going to have to be Lashley, which stinks. Because almost you want to build up, um, but on it just that's the thing. I feel like it's just still be somebody of the caliber that's over seven foot tall stepping up to almost. I mean, realistically, if Seth Rollins really wants to WrestleMania match, he could always answer Omos's challenge, right? Realistically, <laughs> but but AJ Styles gonna... comes out after that. <laughs> And basically said he doesn't care why Edge did what he did. He just wants to beat up Edge. And he called Edge out only to have Seth Rollins come out instead. And he addressed the crowd chanting Cody. And he's like, rumors don't make moments. He wants to make a moment, a WrestleMania moment. And then Seth Rollins told AJ Styles to rest up and (laughs) let him face Edge at WrestleMania instead. And I thought that was really funny, but AJ Styles brought up what Seth Rollins did to Kevin Owens last week, and then Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville came out, and Adam Pearce told Seth Rollins that he has one last chance, and if he can beat AJ Styles, he'll replace AJ Styles in the the match at WrestleMania. Of course, AJ Styles was pissed off, but I think this Seth Rollins build has been pretty pretty good. Not to quote Larry hey. David there. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. I think that this entire build with Seth Rollins, it's incredible. Um, I'm loving it. Uh, Backstage, Zelina, Queen Zelina was yelling at Carmella saying that she doesn't care about the titles and Zelina is is pissed off at that, whatever, and they brawled. And then we saw Shayna Baszler and Natalya team up to pick up the victory over Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. During the match, Carmella came out to yell at uh, about... Zelina Vega to Corey Graves. And it didn't affect the match, but Zelina Vega attacked Rhea Ripley from behind afterwards. And then Carmella attacked Shayna Baszler and Natalia. And then they they hugged. So I think it was just yeah, like, it's like we all got it's as if, But in their doing so, they just turned their match into a triple threat. Fatal four way. Yeah, Fatal 4-Way because of them pulling one over on us? That seems like some storyline writers weren't really thinking that one out. I was still thinking, uh, I was still hoping that the Bellas would be involved in that match, but that's, uh, I think that ship has sailed. Well, They're yeah. going to be at WrestleMania yeah. weekend, so I thought for sure they would have been in 
action, but I guess that's not accurate. Yeah. After that, Becky Lynch came out, cut a promo where I thought given her, the, the hairline from last week, we'd get more of that. But this was basically just to spotlight Becky Lynch as a heel, which I thought was a really well done promo here as well. Nothing, I agree with you. I, yeah. Nothing big to come from it, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, the biggest announcement from Monday Night Raw took place after that. We finally have a date for Veer. Veer will be showing it, up on Monday Night Raw the night after WrestleMania, April 4th. Do you think that we're actually going to see him? I do, yeah. It would definitely be interesting to see if we don't. Um, I'm not. Hopefully, I'm sorry. This I, bill better I, bring him to, like, Yeah, the that's top. the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I, I hope that it's going to be a great run. I hope that he's going to be awesome. Do I think that it's going to happen? No. Do I think it's going to be a disappointment? 100% yes. Mm-hmm. But next up, something not disappointing was Finn Balor picking up the victory over Austin Theory. This match was really awesome. Yeah. I liked Pat McAfee did commentary for this, but he was also like going back and forth between that and distracting Austin Theory. I yeah. thought that was really funny. That, that distraction was was great. I mean, it's great buildup for WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, that's right around the corner. And the U.S. champion wins a match. I wasn't really expecting him to. Uh, After I that, agree. we saw RK Bro pick up the victory over Alpha Academy. I thought it was a decent match. We saw, I think the bigger stuff afterwards was Otis and uh, Otis attacking Randy Orton and, and Matt Riddle afterwards. Street Profits made the save, but then they took out Matt Riddle. So, I'm definitely looking forward to that triple threat match for the Raw Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania. And we both know who we want to see coming out of that as a winner. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Next up, you had the 24-7 championship. Uh, yeah, they showed like footage from earlier in the week with Tamina and Akira Tozawa where they attacked Reggie and Dana Brooke from last week and R-Truth got involved. But then we had Dana Brooke and Reggie pick up the victory over Tamina and Akira Tozawa in a tornado tag match, which started off with chicken and ended pretty quickly after that. Um, you know, whenever you start to think about fights, it usually starts with chicken. This was the most intergender tag team wrestling we've gotten in quite some time. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's, I, I'd agree with that. And it's, it's great whenever you do see that intergender wrestling aspect come into play, especially with WWE, because I mean, it's taboo. Here, though... I don't know if it was the most enjoyable. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't awful. Yeah. I think it could have been better, but... I could. Yeah, I agree. But for the main event of the evening, AJ styled it and profiled and picked up the victory over Seth freaking Rodlin. Why do I... I keep on wanting to say saying Seth Rodlins? Robbins. Well, you said Rodlins, uh, if, I think. Yeah, because I want to say Robbins for some reason. Even with earlier, when I was saying Seth Rollins, 
I wanted to say Seth Robbins, and I don't know why. Tony. I don't even know Seth Robbins. Tony. Seth Robbins. If if that's what I was thinking, maybe Tony Robbins. But even still, the association just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. I don't know who Tony Robbins is though. He is a uh, motivational speaker. Motivational speaker. Really, really uh, good too. I'm a big fan of his. What's up, Tony? Well, <laughs> I thought the match was really good. I think not not so much the disqualification ending, but I thought the outcome was going to be obvious. Because there was no way AJ Styles was losing that match with Edge. But I thought it was a really good match. I thought it was a, a premium live event quality match. Edge ended I up. I he ended up hitting AJ Styles with a chair when AJ went for the phenomenal forearm, and that's what caused the DQ. That to me was unexpected. Um. Yeah, I agree. It was definitely unexpected, and I was a big fan of all of this. I think that the entire end of Raw was a lot of fun. Yeah, Seth Rollins was super pissed off, and he said that Monday Night Raw will not happen next week unless he gets what he wants. Very much so like Dave Batista. Give me what I want. And Seth Rollins destroyed the ringside area. And that was just incredible. Like him destroying the area and stuff like that. And I thought, and what was fun is like, you didn't know what was going to happen next. Everyone's sitting there waiting to hear either kingdom or smoke and mirrors hit. Yeah. Cody, 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 but did not happen. Screen fades. What uh, what theme would you prefer to have him return with? I'm going to go with the new one, the EEW one. I'm a big fan of that song. I mean, big Smoke fan. and Mirrors was a fantastic song as well. I don't even know why you say was. It or is. is, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, it always is, especially when John Cena starts to sing it. And they're both uh they're both downstate. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I always liked those uh, where John Cena, I think it probably was once, right? It was, but I have no, and I have no idea. Like, I think about that moment <laughs> where John Cena's backstage singing, whoa, whoa here comes whoa, Cody Rhodes. And I have no Co- idea. Yeah, here comes Cody Rhodes. <laughs> like, at this point in time, I don't know what that is from. <laughs> Back in the day, um, I mean, obviously, obviously I was probably one of the first. To it see must it. have been, <laughs> could have been like a total divas, uh, it, or total total bellas. Very much so, could have been a, a total divas thing or a total bellas. It, but I don't know. I kind of, I kind of feel like it was total divas or total bellas because it was definitely like a reality show backstage, where I don't even think Cody was really actually on screen. It was just following John Cena. So I want to say maybe it was like the first season of Total Bellas or it was Total Divas. That's definitely but, a possibility. But still a great, great <laughs> clip. Yeah. Uh, that's but Monday yeah, Night so Raw. that was Monday Night Raw. Moving over to NXT. Yeah, let's get over. Are you kidding me? What are you afraid? Yeah, what he said. <laughs> what? I said, what are you, a parrot? I was trying to do the intro, but then you were doing the intro and it's just like, it was just weird. You know, but yeah, no, kick it off. Well, Solo Sokoa picked up a victory over Roderick Strong to get into the North American Championship ladder match at Stand and Deliver. I thought it was a good match. 
ended yeah, after very good Uso match. splash. Yeah, very good match. Are they associating him to Usos or no? Um, he's mentioned it, but not like okay. He Directly. didn't actually say like I'm the youngest Uso, but he's yeah, mentioned it's... the bloodline. Okay, it's not like gotcha. They're not like coming out and saying like yes, he is part of the bloodline, but it's it's known. Yeah, it's it's known, but, but yeah, I thought that this was a good match, and Sokoa, there's I think has a bright future. How old is he? Eighteen. Jeez. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know how. <laughs> oh, I was going to be like, holy crap. 18 um, years old? No, he's definitely not 18 years old. <laughs> he is 28 years old. All right, so not as young as, uh, I mean, he's only like 12 years younger than you. You know? Sure. <laughs> um, going into this match, I thought that Solo was going to win this and I figured Roddy's going to go on to face Ilya Dragunov at TakeOver but on NXT UK this week Ilya Dragunov accepted Roderick Strong's challenge but it's going to be in two weeks on NXT UK <laughs> so I still Which have no idea why Roddy for... is in the UK I don't, I don't yeah. get it but Santos Escobar came out during this it didn't have any effect on the match. He's just also in the ladder match, though. No. After that, Persia, Parada, and Indy Hartwell were backstage arguing about TMZ. And I still absolutely have no idea why TMZ covered the kiss last week. MJ, yeah, you brought it, it up. To the moon. Yeah. I saw that on the internet going around this week. Yeah. No <laughs> idea why. But, uh,. We saw Tony D'Angelo pick up a victory over Dexter Loomis. He went for a crowbar, and Indy Hartwell took it away. And then Persia Parada tried to wrestle away, wrestle it away from her. And they went back and forth. And uh, she got it, and she wrestled uh, Tony D'Angelo with it, trying to get it back and forth. And she lets go. It clocks Dexter Loomis in the face behind the referee's back. And that ends the match. And later on, Persia Parada said that Duke can beat anybody up on the roster. And Loomis drew a picture of Walter. I I feel like we should say Gunter. Gunter. (laughs) Gunter. I took a long pause because I don't want to say Gunter. I I just don't. It's not natural. I know. It's, yeah. But he did draw Gunter. Um, very impressively too. Yeah, in such a quick time. But, yeah, yeah. It's not as if he had that uh, all ready to go. But we yeah. also saw Next Tony D'Angelo had... speak about Tommaso Ciampa and stand and deliver. And yeah. Ciampa came out from behind and hit him with the fairy tale ending. So that's definitely going to be a match at stand and deliver. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had Electra Lopez. Pick up the victory over Fallon Henley. Um, Lopez is very, very uh, good. I think that I think that it's going to be very interesting to see what they're going to do with her. Um, Fallon Henley looks very familiar to me. Well, she's been on multiple weeks. That's she probably even, why she wrestled as uh, <laughs> Tesha Price. Ah, uh, gotcha. 
Gotcha. She Good just deal. has new gear now and a whole new gimmick. She's with Briggs and Jensen, but which, by the way, they brawled backstage with, uh, or brawled to the backstage with Legato del Fantasma, and I would say that that was probably the biggest thing to happen during the match. It wasn't yeah, a bad match, I agree with but you. that was probably the biggest thing. Something yeah. else backstage, we saw totally. Draco Anthony, where his phone kept ringing, but he ignored the calls, and Zion Quinn showed up, and he showed a video of Joe Gacy that Joe Gacy sent to him, and he still wants to help Anthony out. Quinn is basically saying, don't do it. Draco's like, I'm not going to do it, so we'll see what happens with that. The video's super creepy. After that, Braun Breaker picked up the victory over Robert Roode with Dolph Ziggler on commentary for a quick line, and that's it. Just a quick uh, beer money reference. And then he <laughs> got up and left commentary. I thought that was really funny. I thought that that, that uh, commentary about the beer money, I definitely popped for that. I wasn't expecting that, and it brought back so many memories. It, dude, I still can't believe James Storm did that one episode of <laughs> NXT, and that was it. I know. I did mark for uh, Robert Roode's glorious entrance. Yeah, that's what's good about you know, having I, I, them in NXT, because we get Dolph Ziggler's old theme song, and we get Robert Roode's glorious theme song. And yeah, entrance. And God bless that entrance, man. Yes, exactly. We got the 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 entrance. We saw Which Dolph we Ziggler haven't. pull Robert Roode away from the corner where uh, Braun Breaker was about to, uh, I think, like hit a corner spear or something. But the referee ends up throwing Dolph Ziggler from ringside. And outside of that, I thought it was a really good match that I, I think it really helps build Braun Breaker up. To have a victory like that over Robert Roode. Yeah, I totally agree with you. That victory over, I mean, former champion, yeah. Robert Roode. That's huge. Um, next and, up, you had uh, Grayson Wall. When he was celebrating yeah. up on the entrance ramp, Dolph Ziggler hit him with super kick. Yep, yep. Yeah, Ziggler coming out on top of that one. Uh, next up, you had Grayson Waller pick up the victory over a kid. Uh, in order to get into the North American Championship ladder match, just like Solo Sokoa earlier in the night. Uh, Grayson Waller is awesome, dude. Yeah, but I thought for sure A-Kid was going to be the first person to like... I thought he was going to move on to that match here. And I don't like the fact mm-hmm. that they skipped his entrance two weeks in a row now. Because it's like you're trying to yeah, build dude. A-Kid up. Like, most people... I would say don't watch NXT UK and you want to build somebody up, give him this full entrance. You could say on commentary that he is literally one of the best wrestlers in the company right now, which they basically kind of did. But you can only do so much with the line of commentary. Yeah. Everything is presentation. But after the match... Presentation is everything. Yeah, and after the match, Carmelo Hayes announced that A-Kid will be facing off against Cameron Grimes and Roderick Strong to see who will get the final spot in the ladder match next week. So, and I, I don't know, like Cameron Grimes is doing it in tribute to his father. Roderick Strong, I feel Could like be. he doesn't need that spot. And A-Kid, I just... I agree. How Like, it has to be A-Kid. I think it's going to be a kid. 
Especially, like, I mean, I said the other week, but I really don't know a kid. But seeing him this week and everything like that, the fans are so behind A-Kid, too. I think he has to be the next North American champion. That would be interesting. But next up, you had the Creed Brothers pick of the victory over the grizzled young vets. And uh, the downfall continues for GYV. I don't know if it's downfall. I think it's plateau. It's been this. Is it? I mean, what sucks, I mean, their plateau isn't even close to their potential, though. No. And obviously, I mean, I obviously would have liked to have seen this go the opposite way. Because I really wanted to see Grizzled Young Veterans be added into that match at Stand and Deliver. Mm Mm-hmm. After the match, though, two people were destroying the Diamond Mine gym. And based off of the stylish shoes and the phone that we saw people seem to think it's pretty deadly from NXT UK and that kind of fits ah I couldn't put my finger on who it could have potentially been but they are a great tag team from NXT UK and it definitely could fit that I I don't get the the motive I uh, yeah I don't but Next up, you had Gunther uh, pick up the victory over Duke Hudson. Um, that, Duke Hudson that didn't chop. stand a chance. God damn that chop. I know. He chopped the absolute life out of Duke Hudson. And let's just say, Walter is in fantastic shape. You know, he looks like he cut a ton of weight compared yeah, he, to when he, he first did, signed yeah. with WWE. I mean, really incredible. Good for him. Yeah. But Walter, Gunter, whatever you want to call him, spoke afterwards. <laughs> or uh, I guess went to speak about L.A. Knight, and L.A. Knight cut it off. And Walter said that L.A. Knight's mouth got him the title matches, but he has no skills to back it up. And then Knight challenged him to a match at Stand and Deliver via a punch. And Imperium jumped in, but MSK made the save. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But main event of the evening. You had Kaylee Ray. Go for it. Kaylee Ray. And Io Shirai pick up the victory over Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu to win the Dusty Classic. I Um, like this match. I like. Yeah, I like this match a lot, and I thought that... I'm happy that Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai picked up the victory, though. I'm happy to see that they won, as opposed to a... I mean, I can't really say another random tag team, because <laughs> Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai is a, another random tag team. I, I wouldn't have minded, though, had Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu won. I wouldn't have minded to see Dakota Kai get the, the another another Dusty Cup win. I just wish Tegan Knox yeah. was here and we were seeing Team Kick wrestle. Uh, That's what ultimately sucks, yeah. that we never got to see any sort of payoff there. But uh, I liked the and one... so unfortunate. Yeah. I liked the, the one spot where Wendy Chu saved Dakota Kai from being hit by putting a pillow in front of her face. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. But the outcome, I, I would say, was pretty obvious here. I don't think... I saw Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu winning this match. 
And afterwards, yeah. Mandy Rose cut the celebration short. She congratulated them for winning, but said that they're not going to beat Toxic Attraction for the tag team titles. And Kaylee Ray's like, we don't want the tag team titles. We want to be in that fatal. We want to make it a fatal four way match for the the championship at Stand and Deliver. And they all brawled. Cora Jade joined in, and that's how NXT ended. Yeah, awesome NXT, and hey, I'm looking forward to next week. Who do you think walks out of Stand and Deliver as champion? Mandy? I really... uh, I want to go with Mandy. I want to say Mandy, but I could easily switch that next week. I could see it being Kaylee Ray, and also uh, Io Shirai might have the most decorated NXT career with all her victories. Yeah, and she's had huge, huge monumental moments as well in NXT. Yeah. I mean, moonsaults off the in-your-house setup, moonsaults off the cage, top of the cage. Uh, you know, she's had a, hu- a ton of en- like highlight reels built up over time. Yeah, but she's former... NXT Women's Champion, former NXT Women's Tag Team Champion, now Dusty Cup winner. Yeah. A lot. But mm-hmm. that's NXT moving over to NXT UK. We saw D Familia defeat Saxon Huxley and A-Kid. And I really kind of don't get A-Kid losing here. I, <laughs> I mean, this was probably taped weeks ago. Yeah. I assume. But at least it was Huxley that was that took the loss here. And, yeah, not... and regardless of that, D Familia needed the win here. Yeah. After that, we saw Wild Boar pick up the victory over T Bone, which this is a a long time feud that that goes back to I think years even at this point. It feels like years at least. But Boar attacked T Bone from behind uh, before the match. I think it was obvious that Boar would get the win here. So not not a bad match. We saw Jordan Devlin pick up the victory over Danny Jones, which seemed like a very obvious outcome as well. Jones got some good moves in, though. Main event. It was a a good match, though. It was. And Jordan Devlin is another guy that I'd like to see back in in the States here. Yeah, Finn Balor uh, 2.0. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Main event, though, saw Mako Satamora pick up the victory over Isla Dawn to retain the NXT UK Women's Championship. We saw Isla Dawn move out of the way of Mako Satamora's finisher. And Mako was able to come back from that, tie her up to get a a really cool pin on her to retain the championship. But Isla Dawn stole the championship afterwards. So I don't know if she's going to put some sort of hex or something on it. I don't know when the next champion is going to be crowned. Like who will take the title from Mako? I don't see it being Isla Dawn. Yeah. And I feel like maybe they're waiting for Blair Davenport to be back from her injury, but I don't even know how long she's out for. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's still surreal to me that Mako Satomura is NXT UK champion. And she absolutely got screwed out of being in WWE 2K22. A bunch of these NXT UK roster members got screwed out of that. Even yeah. in, I mean, in the United States, I think they've been in here since 2020. The Grizzled Young Veterans, I thought for sure would be in 2K22. 
Ah, grizzled young veterans. But that is NXT UK. Before moving over to SmackDown, WWE announced that Shad Gaspard will be getting inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame. He'll be receiving the Warrior Award as part of the class of 2022, which is so well-deserved because he unfortunately died a hero. He told the lifeguard to make sure to save his son's life before he goes with him. And uh, I can't believe that it's already been two years since that happened, but I'm very, very happy that Shad Gaspard will be honored in this way with the WWE Hall of Fame. But moving over to SmackDown, Brock Lesnar was backstage being interviewed by Kayla, and he said that he paid all the fines because of what happened last week. He bought Roman Reigns a new car, and he knows that there's no contact with Roman Reigns unless he's provoked. So he's going to sit in Roman Reigns' locker room until (laughs) he's provoked. And then we caught up later on. Roman Reigns sent in a message from inside the car saying he and Paul Heyman are obviously not there right now. And Brock better be gone by the time he gets there. First match of the night, we saw Nakamura pick up the victory over Jimmy Uso. The four of them, Rick Boogs, Jey Uso, uh, brawled beforehand. The actual match, I liked when Nakamura did the bloodline taunt and followed it up with his come on taunt that he normally does. Um, Jey Uso ends up knocking Rick Boogs down, which distracted Shinsuke Nakamura so Jimmy could hit him with a super kick. But Nakamura ends up kicking out of that. Jay tries to grab Rick Boogs' guitar, which distracted Jimmy Uso. Rick Boogs ends up being able to throw Jimmy uh, or Jay into the, the ring post. And Nakamura hit him with the Kinshasa. And uh, Jimmy ate a loss there. After that, Xavier Woods made his return and picked up the victory over Ridge Holland. This was announced as Kofi Kingston versus Ridge Holland. The ring announcer announced Xavier Woods was with Kofi Kingston, which he was not. And then Kofi announced that Xavier Woods will be facing Ridge Holland instead. So that surprise went away. But Xavier Woods was injured two months ago, so it's very nice to see him back. Even though it was a very quick, maybe somewhat meaningless match. After that, Ronda Rousey came out and said that when she taps Charlotte Flair out at WrestleMania, she wants Charlotte to hand her the title. She's not going to take it from her. And then she called Flair out, and Flair appeared on the screen and said she was never going to be stepping foot in Brooklyn. Again, this is very weak. The build for this match, I thought, has been very, very weak, especially since Ronda Rousey won the Royal Rumble. Very weak. I'm not pumped to see that match at all. After that, Angel Garza picked up the victory over Ricochet. Humberto Carrillo distracted Ricochet. And it was another very quick match. Ricochet then challenged Humberto. And Humberto gets the victory over Ricochet as well. We saw Angel try to distract Ricochet this time, which he did. uh, But he got out of the pin. And the match continued, and then Angel Garza ended up holding Ricochet's leg outside the ring so he couldn't make it back into the ring before the 10 count. 
So I just want a ladder match at WrestleMania. They have a triple threat match next week for the Intercontinental Championship. So there's probably not going to be an Intercontinental Championship match at WrestleMania. After that, Sami Zayn spoke about Johnny Knoxville. More hype for for WrestleMania. I just hope we get Butterbean. I think that would be really cool to see him back at WrestleMania, like I said last week. After that, Austin Theory ends up knocking the headset off Pat McAfee. And Pat chased him to the back and, and Theory locked himself into Vince McMahon's office. But I don't know what's what's happening with that. Uh, then they, they brought up Triple H earlier in the day. He announced that he is officially retiring from in-ring competition due to that cardiac event that took place a few months ago. Which is very unfortunate that he didn't get to uh, retire on his own terms. He didn't get to end his career the way he would have probably wanted. But he definitely had one hell of a career and it's definitely the end of an era. And honestly, thank you Triple H for everything that you've contributed to, to WWE. And without Triple H, I don't know where NXT would have been. But the last time that I actually saw Triple H wrestle was on this date in 2016, which is kind of bizarre. It was a Road to WrestleMania live event at Madison Square Garden, and he teamed up with Sheamus, took on The Shield, Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. I believe they picked up the victory. But uh, yeah, thank you, Triple H. After that, Sasha Banks picked up the victory over Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler, and Queen Zelina. Towards the beginning of that match, we saw all the teams brawl with each other. And then the partners got kicked from ringside. As far as the match goes, another pretty quick-ish match. I liked Sasha Banks locking Shayna Baszler and Zelina Vega in the bank statement at the same time. I liked her hitting the backstabber on Queen uh, on Shayna Baszler while she had the Kira Fuda clutch locked on Rhea Ripley. But... Eventually, we saw Sasha Banks tap Zelina Vega out. To close the show, we saw Roman Reigns come out and speak about Brock Lesnar being in his locker room, but when they showed his locker room, Brock Lesnar was no longer there. And then Brock went on to destroy Roman Reigns' car, and Roman's like, there's not going to be weapons at WrestleMania. So Brock ditches the weapon, makes his way out, comes from the crowd, gets on the announce table, Immediately gets surrounded by security, grabs a chair, does a jumping kick (laughs) off the commentary table to one of the security guards, which I popped for, and uh, then he beat all of them up with the chair. The Usos ran down, the bloodline escaped, and uh, backstage, Roman Reigns told Brock Lesnar that at WrestleMania, Brock will acknowledge Roman Reigns as the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. This felt like a go-home segment for what will be their match at WrestleMania. This SmackDown was not great. I did not like this SmackDown. I don't think it was strong. It, I mean, I don't know if they want to call this a go-home SmackDown because they have next week is WrestleMania SmackDown again, which I absolutely hate. We have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal announced. Taking place on SmackDown next week. Commander Aziz, Apollo Crews, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Robert Roode, Jinder Mahal, Shanky, R-Truth, Mansoor, 
Viking Raiders, Mad Cat Moss, her business was up there. Um, Reggie, Akira Tozawa, Drew Gulak. And of these names, the only person, like ultimately, really the only person I could see winning this is Finn Balor. But maybe Damian Priest? I can't see any other name winning that. So, if I had to pick, I'd pick Finn Balor winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal next week. That was SmackDown. Like I said, it wasn't strong. But I'm going to take a quick break now and hear a word from our sponsor over at Manscaped. And I'll be back with Chris here on Marking Out. Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it. Brandon's never done it. You're down there. You, sh- you know, shave it up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick. Get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no, it, it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. It's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. When I tell you this is premium. I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. So that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed Stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way I can charge my lawnmower 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS. That's one for this uh, read at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS. That's two for this read at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for this read. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. Back on Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Thank you to Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Use the coupon code regardless. Save yourself some money on not just a weed whacker, on not just a lawnmower, but they have colognes. They have foot sprays. They have deodorant. They have cool body uh, lotion. So uh, go there and make yourself smell great so all of the significant others will love you. Go to manscaped.com. Use the coupon code regardless. Uh, Chris here, back here on Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Brandon is here with me as always. Brandon, what's the haps? I'm just going to start saying that every week now. But, you know, <laughs> cool. Not, like, no. weird. Creepy-like. Oh, come on. It's not uh, not not much, but uh, what's the haps with you? Uh, lacrosse is the haps with me. That's it. Lax, oh, brah. Lax, brah. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's been my you week. You think that's why Hook's hair is why... Is the way it is. No, no. Every lacrosse player on Long Island has a mullet now. Really? Every, like mullets. Like I like. We do like headshots. Like we, when we do our starting rosters, like their headshots come up. I swear to God, like 
eight out of the starting eleven on the eleven kids have a mullet. It's crazy. Back when my brother played, I feel like everybody just had the buzz cut. Yeah, well, you know what? Now mullets are uh, mullets are in. So that's the thing. Hmm. So, um, yeah. So that's that. Um, that's really my life right now. Nothing fun and exciting. It's just been lacrosse all week long. We had two broadcasts. I have one today. I have two games to film tomorrow. I had a scrimmage to film Tuesday. Um, I have a day off on Sunday. Um, but I have to. And then I have another broadcast on Monday. It's it's wild. It's and I, have, I have two broadcasts next week. It's okay. It's crazy. But uh, we're not talking March, about lax bra madness. Yeah, uh, Gonzaga still in. I thought right? they got eliminated last night. Oh, I didn't pay attention. I was so lax bra. Come on. Yeah, I think Best. they got eliminated. Yeah, all like the top seeds are uh, getting knocked off. I know everybody's bracket's been uh, completely busted. Hmm. Yeah. So basketball, man. Basketball bra. So anyway, that's uh, that's what's going on with me. Um, Let's talk about wrestling. Let's talk about AEW. Let's talk about Rampage. Uh, It was because of NCAA basketball. It was on super late. It was on 1130 at night. I didn't get to watch it uh, until the next day. But you start the show off hot with Darby Allin picking up the victory over the Butcher in what was a great back-and-forth match. Ultimately, it was uh, Darby Allin hitting the code red to the outside on the outside, coffin and a coffin drop to the floor. And I would have liked to have seen this go the opposite way. The Butcher winning? Yeah, can't. not have it be so obvious. I know, but you can't. Darby's, like, too hot right now, and I know this, like, feud between the AFO, whatever it's called, the AFO. AFO. No, it's the AFO. Yeah. Uh, the AFO and uh, the Hardys and Sting and Darby, uh, you know, ultimately uh, will end on Dynamite, but, you know, afterwards Andrade comes out. Distracts Darby Allen and Sting. Private Party attacks him. The Hardys make the save. And Matt Hardy challenges Andrade's forces to a eight-man Texas Tornado match on Dynamite. Yeah. Talk about... I just wish... I mean, like, Butcher controlled that whole match. I know. So it's like... I know. It was, and it was awesome. Good spotlight for him. It was good spotlight. He looked like a million bucks. Every week, yeah. he's, he keeps looking better and better. And as somebody who has followed his musical career for almost the past 20 years, to go from... Me originally seeing who he was to now it's just like it's night and day, man. It's crazy. It, I'm like, I don't know him, but I'm just so proud of him and everything that he does and everything that he will continue to do. So, you've met him before, no? Um, I met him. I think yeah. I, I like we, at there was this tour. It was called Sounds of the Underground. It was like 20 bands all day long. They had like autograph signings all day. So I got an autograph from him. It's up in my uh, attic on a poster somewhere. Nice. Um. You have Scorpio Sky backstage bragging about his victory over Wardlow. And then uh, Dan Lambert hypes up Sky, Paige Van Zandt. She gloats about her looks and her fighting skills. So, uh, yeah, keep it hyping, hyping up this uh, this little uh, team they have there, the, da- the Dan Lambert team. Uh, but next up after this, you have Red Velvet pick up a victory over legit Layla Hirsch with... The help of evil Chris Statlander, you could say. Or, like, ninja Chris Statlander. Rocking it. You know, like, we had those promos last week where, like, you know, it was they showed her taking off her face paint. But now we're seeing a, a darker side of Chris Statlander. I think it's cool. I wouldn't say there's much of a difference. I feel like we've seen her wear that, like, nope. that's, like, just her street gear. <laughs> uh, you know, there was, there was more to it than just street gear. Um, but Red Velvet picking up a, a good win. Good to see her uh, yeah. pick up the W here on, uh, on Rampage. I like that uh, Layla Hirsch attacked her during her entrance. 
And yes. she went to try to use that turnbuckle, and that's when Chris Statlander showed up, and that led to, I think, the very first rematch on from Rampage on Dynamite. Yeah. I don't know if that's ever happened before. Uh, I, I'm not too sure. I don't pay attention to that stuff. Uh, next up, you have the House of Black pick up to victory over Bear Country and Fuego Del Sol. Um, you know, hyping them up as a great trios team, an evil trios team. Uh, but afterwards, you have a tape promo with Penta Oscuro with Alex Abrahantes thanking Malachi Black for changing him. And he says the death triangle is inevitable, zero fear, all that good stuff. So keep it. I wonder if uh, Eric Rowan's coming back anytime soon. Um, I think Phoenix and Phoenix. What is, it? what is it, Phoenix or Phoenix? Which one is it? It's either or. Okay. Um. So yeah. So that's that. Um. Then your main event, Keith Lee picks up the victory over Max Caster. I didn't get to see this match. Why didn't you see this match? The DVR basketball. Ah, okay, I see. I and have AEW doesn't upload clips from their matches. Because they want you to so watch I it. I had no, no way. No, I thought there was stuff on YouTube, no? No, WWE does it almost like right away, and AEW just doesn't do it. Oh, here we go. Here, hating on AEW again. No, AEW, I would like for AEW to upload their clips. It'd be so much easier to watch stuff. Well, they want you to watch the full show instead of just watching the clip. Well, hello. I, I watch the full shows, but in, in a case like this, it'd be nice to see clips from the match. Keith Lee picks up the victory, though, here. Uh, you know, not to say that it was a squash because he got Max Max Caster got his shine in the match as well. Um, after the match, though, you have Powerhouse Hobbs come out to the ring and brawl with Keith Lee. Starks attacks Keith Lee. The Acclaim try to beat him up, and then Swerve Strickland comes out with a chair. And That's the clip tat- that they that they posted. Oh, they did post a clip. Uh, but the aftermath, ah. I didn't get to see the, the actual match. It was the only, that's the only reason why I know Swerve was in this segment. But Babyface stands tall, Strickland, Keith Lee, nice little tandem here. Two very talented individuals. So it looks like, you know, going forward with this will be, uh, you know, Swerve will be on the side of Keith Lee, which is, I'm cool. I'm about it. Yeah. I'm about it. So, Solid, very late episode of Rampage for this past week. Let's go to Dynamite. From this Wednesday, you start the show off with professional freaking wrestling. With CM Punk picking up the victory over Dax Harwood. I think this is Dax Harwood's first singles match in like... I think it's the first singles match like ever. (laughs) Or even at AEW. And the dude delivered. I like... See, I was like, FTR's okay, FTR's good, this, that, and thing. I'm liking FTR a little bit more now. I'm, like, continuously now. Um, so Because of, uh, like, the Bret Hart factor, or just because... Because, I, 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 like, this match, too, like, Dax was so smooth in the ring, man. Like, I was watching... Prior, prior to this, you didn't like the Revival and FTR? I mean, I like them. Like, yeah, they're a really good tag team. But, like, now, like, I feel like I'm kind of, like, getting behind them. Because maybe it's because they're kind of slowing, they're moving them to a babyface team. Because you can see it in this match with the gun club outside. I Like, they were all, like, the crowd was chanting at somebody. I was like, oh, no, the, the fans are trying to hijack the show. And then they show, and then they show the ass boys. And I was like, oh, they're chanting ass boys. So they're trying, yeah. you know. They're, and they, they caused some distractions ringside as well. They did. They tried, But ultimately, it was uh, CM Punk. Hitting the Anaconda Vice for the win. I like they used, I liked, they used the sharpshooter I liked in this that match. Dax got out of the first Anaconda Vice. Yeah. And he got out of the GTS as well. I know. 
It was, it was like a great, it was then... a great professional wrestling match, and like they kind of sowed the seeds here for a Punk FTR kind of alliance because they had all those camera shots of like Dax afterwards, just like looking at CM Punk, and then like as he's walking out, they showed him like still staring at CM Punk, and there was a kind of like a level of respect between the two I of them. I think they've been going back and forth as to who's the bigger Bret Hart fan too on Twitter. Well, once Bret Hart comes in and starts managing FTR, you get CM Punk in there. There's there's another stable. <laughs> The best there is. That the, and I've just named the stable. Perfect. The best in the world. <laughs> the best tag team in the world. And then the best there is. The best there was. The best there will be. The best there is. That's what you call them. B. What is it called? T. B. B. T. I. No, the best. W. B. T. B. T. B. I. T. W. The best there is. Oh, best there is. The best right. there is. I was doing best in the world. Yeah. No. Wow. Just I. I can't think. Dude, I'm shocked. B. T. I. But Why does BTI up, sound familiar? Uh, before the, the impact. What's that That's impact a, it, show? It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I, I want to talk about impact from this week and Chelsea Green swerving everybody. Oh, you absolutely. Know. Oh, I broke. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, you broke your wrist." Nope, she didn't break her wrist. It was all. It was all the work. Bravo, Brother, Chelsea. People were like, "You need to retire. You break your bones too easily." And then oh she my goes, god! Psych. I. You know, at, for, at first. Like, and I was texting, Dave posted, I was texting with Dave and Sal one day, and Dave's like, oh, Chelsea got hurt again. And I'm like, I like, I look back and I like, kind of watch the match. I'm like, I don't think she got hurt. I'm like, I think it's a work. Um, And then it was, and then you texted me about it. Like, Chelsea's not hurt. And then Dave texted me about it. And I'm like, I effing knew it. Let's go. <laughs> and let's Dude, go. that was like, that's a, a really great work. And I wish more people saw that. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was so good. And then just a full face, the, the full heel turn for Chelsea too, which is great. Uh, kind yeah, of. I mean, everything with NWO and NWA this past weekend too is fantastic. Yeah, I didn't get to see the match, but I heard she shined very big in that three-way match for the women's. The referee, uh, the referee, Jeff Jarrett was the referee. He DQ'd Mickey James. <laughs> Nick Aldis on behalf of Mickey James because he thought that uh, it was her who low-blowed him instead of Chelsea. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, let's get back to AEW really quick, though. We talk, we're talking, we talked about it, this big feud, and I think hopefully this is the blow-off. Sting, Darby Allen, and the Hardys picked up the victory over the Butcher, the, play, the Blade, and Private Party. It, which, it was a car crash from start to finish. It was fun. This was... This was very difficult to follow. But that's I think that's what the point of it is. It was a Texas Texas tornado match and it was just it was a car crash. I enjoyed every single bit of it. I enjoyed all the spots that Sting did. As I say, I'm I'm an edgy Christian guy myself, but always always seeing Jeff Hardy get on top of a ladder, and that was a very cool way that they did it too. The swat, he climbs up the ladder, then he goes on the that little perch that was right there and does a swanton bomb off. You had Butcher shining, power bombing Darby Allen down a, a flight of freaking stairs. Well, the I think the one of the craziest parts of this was after Jeff when Jeff did that spot with the the Swanton, Sting was there holding the table or holding them down on the tables or whatever. Yeah, and then it felt like literally within ten seconds he was already in the ring, and I'm like, how did he do that? Sting, <laughs> I have is, no idea. So- that was like bizarre to me. So, do you think now, because I was listening to something, I think, this morning to talk about saying he's 63 years, years old. Do you think, like, right now, like, this incarnation of Sting is the best that we've maybe ever seen Sting since? Uh, I, wait, since what? Since, like, early WCW? I mean, no, I want to say, like, no. when Crow Sting just came out. No, because he had a really good run in TNA. That's right. 
And I mean, even the stuff it ended pretty unfortunately, but the match with Seth Rollins was was pretty decent. Yeah, he's great. He's outstanding. But I think this comes to the end of the AFO and Hardy's kind of feud. Where do you go after this? Like the the match was insane. Um, I liked how there was a twi- the the twist of fate and the Scorpion Death Drop simultaneously in the match as well. Oh my god, dude! I thought Sting got hurt. You really right before that segment when he had to catch him or whatever, and then he was like on the mat. Like, yeah, oh struggling yeah, like, to get up. I thought for yeah. sure that was like I as, thought he was done or whatever. As I just said, he's sixty three years old. Give the man a break. Um, oh but god, yeah, what god, where I was nervous. Where do we go from here? Is it going to be Hardy's versus Sting and Darby? Is it Darby versus? I Jeff still feel Hardy? like the AFO is going to be a thing going against the Hardys and I know, but Sting it's like and Darby. It's over. You know, we hope we hope it's over. Yeah. So more attack team action after this, as the American Dragon, Brian Danielson and John Moxley pick over to victory over the varsity blondes. Uh, Julia Hart, uh, big story on the outside, still has an eye patch and uh, has her back. Pissed off looking. What? Pissed off or possessed or something. I wish we got more follow up through that. I mean, the reason why she's like that is because of Alice, uh, Malachi Black. Yes. So, I'd like some follow-up. Yeah, I mean, I think they're kind of sowing the seeds now. If she's not happy with the varsity blondes, maybe she'll take her jacket off, walk <laughs> out, and then come out in all black with black hair. Jim Ross popped me big time in this match, man. Why? When uh, I think Brian Danielson tags Moxley in, and, and Danielson's doing a move, and JR's like, well, uh got to count get 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 to the count of 5 or something like that and and uh he's like that that could take forever with these referees. <laughs> yep, we know how, how much you hate AEW refing. I think it was hilarious. After- Jim Ross, Jim Ross and I are on the same page. We both hate the AEW referees. <laughs> uh but after the words, I mean you got William Regal on commentary again, so you should be happy about yes, that. Yes, God bless. Absolutely. God bless. Yeah. God yeah. bless. Anyway, after the match though, uh William Regal goes to the ring. Moxley gets the microphone. Uh, you know, talks up William Regal, talks up Brian Danielson. They're forged in combat. And if you want to, you know, if you want to ride with us, you got to reach deep down into your soul where you love pain and you want a badge of honor from the Blackpool Combat Club. You have to earn it the hard way. So I guess that's their little new stable, the Blackpool uh, Combat Club. Your thoughts on the name? Yeah. A little, uh, a little BLF t-shirt was released by them. BLF? Yeah. Well, I don't understand. What do you mean? Classic BLF for marking out. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. You got a fist on the shirt. Good. <laughs> oh, yeah. You love fisting. That's right. It's still a thing. Um, next up, you have MJF come out to the ring and cut a... Well, the ring's surrounded by bodyguards. Um, bodyguards, in quotations. Security. Uh, security. He, he wants to talk about sec- security. Um, but anyway... He uh, he said Wardlaw. He couldn't get the job done. He doesn't even refer to him as, as Wardlaw anymore. He's called him Piggy. He's called him a pig. Uh, he's calls him a coward. He says, you know, CM Punk cheated to win. Uh, he'll get. He promised another match against CM Punk. So good. Well, listen, get this Wardlow feud out of the way, then go back to CM Punk. Uh, but anyway, anyway, he Wardlow comes out to the ring. He's uh, attacked by bodyguards, and MJF says, "You're going home." You're not back here. You're not coming back. That this that the other thing. Uh, Wardlow walks off. So the pinnacle is not done. Uh, we spoke about this last week, I think. 
right? About the pinnacle being done? Yeah, like, oh, we haven't even heard about the pinnacle. Yeah, I'm wondering who is in this new incarnation of the pinnacle. Me too, because, uh, you know, I, I, I mentioned it two minutes ago. I think FTR is headed for a babyface turn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, CM Punk's going to be there with him, which I love. Um, yeah, so it's going to be Spears and MJF. Maybe you put the you can't put the acclaim, acclaimed in there because Max Caster it's too good on the microphone. It wouldn't fit. Why not? You could have multiple people good on the mic. I know, but like like the the pin like the, the first incarnation of the Pinnacle, they're all wearing nice suits. You know, they're getting a ply for chance. You can't have Max Caster, who I mean, I think Max Caster is unbelievable talent, but you can't have him like you can't take away his whole rap gimmick. It's too good. You could have the the whole create a pro crew run run amok. Add Bear Country. Bear Country. I would like to see that. That's a that's a really good uh, tag team you put in there. You make them younger, and then but then you have to have well, you had because you had your uh, like Batista like character of Wardlow, and you have Spears who's the uh, the vet, MJS like the hot, you know the hot top guy. Then you need somebody else to bring up. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where the pinnacle comes from here. Uh, next up, you have classic ROH action in which Adam. Oh, best friends before that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Best friends. Best team. friends before that. Yeah, Trent One of... does not like Yuta. <laughs> okay, talk about it more. Just Trent doesn't like Yuta. What else? What else? Uh, well, he said that he's done with um, he's done with Wheeler Yuta. They don't like each other, and uh, Yuta's like, I'm not trying to be a best friend. Chuck and Orange Cassidy, I'm ride or die for, but you. Always hated you. You always hated me. I'm just trying to be the best wrestler. And he leaves. And I feel like he'll be the next person that we see get inducted to the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, well, he was one of those uh, original names that was mentioned. So we're waiting on him, waiting on Lee Moriarty. Uh, maybe a female wrestler. Maybe Julia Hart. I don't know. We'll see. Serena Deeb. Where did she go? She wasn't too... on this week. Yeah, maybe she's too busy. Maybe once she finishes uh... with Hikaru Shida. That would be a great... Great addition. She's the only one that makes sense to me. Yeah, for sure. No, and I didn't even think about that. Wow, wow. Okay. Or I mean, Layla Hirsch would make sense also, but yeah, for sure. But she's got her own little feud going on right now with uh, Chris Statlander. Uh, but I mentioned it before. I forgot about a promo. Typical uh, old school Ring of Honor wrestling. Here is Adam Cole picks up the victory over Jay Lethal. Um, great wrestling. To, that's th- th- this whole show, man. Great wrestling, all in all. But it was, uh, you know, Lethal trying to go for the Lethal Injection. Paul Turner gets distracted by Re- Red Dragon. And Cole connects with the low blow and hits the boom for the win. Afterwards, Cole picks... It's, fu- it's funny, if you rewind five years ago, this match, um, we've seen them obviously wrestle singles match before. But I know, I've said it. I've said five that. Five years ago, the, the, last time, the last time they were together... In a match, it was Bullet Club, Adam Cole and Adam Page versus Jay Lethal and Bobby Fish. Wow. And we saw Red Dragon out here watching, and then, like you were about to say afterwards, with Adam Cole cutting a promo on Adam Page, and Page came out. Yeah, Page comes out. Uh, He removes his leather belt and starts whipping Cole and Red Dragon. (laughs) And then Jurassic Express comes out, along with Christian Cage, and they uh, kind of even up the numbers. For a hangman page. Adam so. Cole, leaving with the title. Yeah, so that's his now. So I, I'm assuming it's either we're going to get it on a dynamite or we're going to get it at double or nothing. I would assume double or nothing because it's it kind of fits. Double or nothing, second match between Adam Cole and Adam Page for the championship. Right. Yeah. 
But rematch that, from Rampage. San... Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I don't like this. Oh. This whole promo <laughs> is just like, it's just cringy to me. Bro, this was a gross segment. And then this was a very gross segment. And um, Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti, Men of the Year, Paige Van Zandt wasn't there, but she was part of it still with Dan Lambert. And uh, I don't know. And then Ty Conti tweeted a photograph of her and Sammy Guevara naked and title. And yep, I don't. Know so I guess Sammy's going to get his rematch for the TNT title. Probably. I, like I understand there's there's a lot of wrestling couples out there, but you don't have to put like every single wrestling couple together. I understand like Sammy and and Ty Conti both outstanding talents like. They, you know, went on social media like, okay, hey, guess what? We're dating guys. But, like, you don't have to swerve into that story, like, right away. Like, I I liked Ty Conti and Anna Jade together, and we haven't seen Anna Jade in quite some time. I know. Maybe they're saving her up for the um, uh, Owen Cup. Maybe she'll win that. But they're still friends, though. I feel like they came out recently together to support each other with negative one. Am I mistaken? That sounds know. like Next a dark up, episode. I don't know. Well, you know, Dark is uh, quote-unquote unwatchable. Um, Let's get to the rematch from uh, uh, Rampage. You have legit Layla Hirsch taking on Red Velvet. Uh, Layla Hirsch scores the victory this time uh, after the match. You have Chris Dander run run in and go right after Layla Hirsch. She cleans house. So continuing on with the storyline. Cool. I'm about it. Yeah, and I like because of she tried to use the turnbuckle on rampage and chris statlander this time was banned from ringside she went and got another turnbuckle the referee took it away from her and while they had the oh, the, had t- the back turned she had another she had turnbuckle, turnbuckle in her uh, tights yeah and boom how do you wrestle with a turnbuckle in your tights the entire time i don't know <laughs> maybe it wasn't a, a turnbuckle though i don't know yeah so uh, next up, you had uh, the new AEW World Women's Champion Thunder Rosa be interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Um, I this whole segment kind of fell a little flat for me because a you're in Los Texas, b that crowd that night was hot for everything. You should have had Thunder Rosa instead of doing this on the ramp. You should have had her go in the ring, celebrate with the the, the title, you know, hold it up, get everybody you know marking out over it. Um, but you know they did, they did on the ring. Um, and Vicky Guerrero comes out and interrupts her. Immediately. She immediately See, that's the thing. Like, they, they should have let Thunder Rosa have her pop and circumstance. You know, she's st- this, they're still in Texas. This, to me, was another gross segment. Why, why do you say that? Like, completely different for... Not gross in the same sense, but... Vicky Guerrero speaks for a little bit about Thunder Rosa going back to Mexico, going back to where she came from, being a, having a fake green card, being a fake Texan. Nyla Rose attacks her, and that's going to be her first match, title defense or whatever. But for them to, last week, cut off her celebration to plug Rampage and then cut her off right before she's about to speak this week, Especially when she literally just spoke recently about how when Brock Lesnar did what he did with the mariachi band and Eddie Guerrero, she was like offended by it. Yeah, true. And now they're going to have Vicky Guerrero cut, off, cut her off and, and say, go go back to where you came from? You have a fake green card? Yeah. What, what the hell? 
it's, it, it, it's awkward. Um, but so I mean, I think it's a smart first opponent for Thunder Rosa. Somebody you know like, bigger and stat- it feels like Nyla Rose is always the the champion's first opponent. I feel like we've seen that so many times now. Was it was it Brits? I forget. It, it might have been. I don't know. It feels like that. Like Nyla Rose sits around doing absolutely nothing, and then there's a new champion. They're like, oh, facing Hikaru Shida, facing Britt Baker or whatever. Yeah. Um. So cool. I mean. Uh, I'm about it. You know, it's an obstacle to climb for her. So, I don't think it's the right way to build a champion, though. But you have her get over her, and then you start bringing on the the, the you bring up back on the Ruby Sohos, and the you, there's going to be a Britt Baker match. You know, there's going to be. I'm assuming it's probably going to be a double or nothing. So, first title defense. I'm about it. Let her have a lengthy run. Let's go on to your main event of the evening. We didn't even talk about it. The backstage promo with the Jericho Appreciation Society with uh, Daddy Magic just sitting there just whispering sweet nothings into the camera the entire time. I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) It was so good. But they pick up the victory over uh, the Dark Orders, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, that being Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia. Sorry. I like that Jericho at one point kicked the steps and took a bump. Yeah. To get five and ten kicked out from Brinkside. <laughs> it was so good. But it was a fun match. John Silver, man, we say we've been saying it for years, man. What a talent that guy is. Dude, Dark Order was super over in this match, and they were really fun to watch. Here. Yeah. For sure. The Dark Order is always fun to watch. We've known this for a very long time. Hager ends up slamming Johnny Silver behind the referee's back. And uh some goofy stuff happened so the ref could get turned away again, and Jericho hits Alex with the baseball bat, and that leads to the end of the match. Yeah, is it is it called Floyd? Or they named it like something else. You think they called it like? I think it's Floyd. It's still Floyd. Okay, I don't know if they named yeah. it Vince or whatever <laughs> to, to no, make a, a hard play on sports entertainment. Internet went wild over Chris Jericho's jacket again this week. Yeah, this week was the Effie jacket, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was uh, AEW uh, Dynamite Rampage. They announced a bunch of stuff for it, but I forgot because I suck. Lacks but they're bra. back That's at the one. normal time tonight, so. Yeah, so good. Um, uh, my game probably ends by like 8.30, so maybe I'll try to stay up for it. Next but, week got... will be the absolute craziest episode of, uh, not episode, week of professional wrestling. I think there's like eight events going on Friday night. Yeah, that's right, because next weekend is uh, uh, WrestleMania weekend. Man, it's already WrestleMania yeah. weekend. So you're going to have it Impact's doing like a Into the Multiverse event. GCW is doing like their 18 million shows. Um, like Friday night specifically, I think there's GCW, there's Impact, there's obviously AEW, there's WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, Ring of Honor uh, too. Ring of Honor, there's New Japan. What's New Japan doing? They're doing a show wrestling. I think they have weekend? a pay-per-view. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Crazy, oh, cool. crazy schedule. Hectic as heck. Yeah, and everyone's going to make, a, all these professional wrestlers are going to make a lot of money. Next hopefully, weekend. yeah. Hopefully, uh, with WrestleCon and you know things kind of yeah. Back go support the them. Time. Go buy their merch. Go buy all of their merch. Get pictures with them. This is like the first like real WrestleMania weekend since 2019. Was WrestleCon not a thing last year? Um, I think they did, but they had to do it to like a certain yeah. You know, they had to do it. it's not like full blown. Everybody can rush in there and everybody be like canned sardines, right? You know. Like when we went to all those wrestling shows and oh, this year's the WrestleCon's in that like giant complex this year, right? Or is I, that is GCW part of WrestleCon? 
No, not at all. They're two separate entities. What is um? I thought I thought GCW was running with WrestleCon and like this giant like. No, GCW is doing their own thing called the Collective. Oh, it's the Collective. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to Google it right now. Wrestling, Collective Wrestling. Because they're, I think they have like that, like complex that that's in Texas. Um. Yeah. No. The, let me see. Where is it? Da, da, da. No, that's not it. I'm on their thing. It's in Fair. It's in Fair Park in Dallas, Texas. Um, Thursday they have Glory Pro, Bloodsport, Spring Break, and then Planet Death. Friday's GCW versus LA Fights for the Culture, Gringo's World on Lucha, and then at midnight it's Spring Break Two. And then Saturday's Effie's Big Gay Brunch, Mission Pro, Black Label, Unsanctioned Pro, and Black Label Pro. So, um, cool. Uh, I don't know where. Yeah. Oh, here we go. CollectiveDallas.event. I'm going to the Eventbrite site. And then, like, is it in the stadium? What? The event? No, it's at Fair Park. Let me see. I'm going to view it on a map. Because there's a. It says Cotton Bowl or something. No, it says Fair Park for me. It's not giving. Cotton Bowl Stadium is in that park. Yeah, I see it. Okay, I'm looking at it on a map. No, I think maybe it might be inside. We'll see. Uh, you got to check any any of the events, uh, the shows out? Uh, I'm not going to Texas. <laughs> well, no. You, you'll be sitting in front of your TV. You can watch it on on fight. Dude, uh, there's going to be so many, so many wrestling events. I'm just sticking to Rampage, sticking to Hall of Fame. And you're sticking to SmackDown, of course. Yeah. You're not going to watch Rampage? Come on. You, oh, I'm not going to watch it live. I'll watch no, it. I'll catch his face in Dango. Big, I'll watch it before Monday. Big Gay Brunch. Uh, you're not going to watch Golden Boy versus Octagon Jr. versus Dragon Kid versus Arrow Boy versus Chris Carter versus Shane Mercer? Come on. It's right up here. I mean, you I'm, love Lucia. I'm sure we'll see clips from all these matches. Psycho Clown versus Dr. Wagner Jr.? You're not going to watch that? I don't think Psychosis so. Psychosis versus Tony Deppin? Nah. No? AR Fox versus Ninja Mac? No? Nah, there's just too much. It's just too much. Hey, we went to a WrestleMania. What did we do, like eight shows in like two days? We did... Ring of Honor. Okay, yeah. Then we did access. We did five dollar wrestling. That was awesome. I was, I had too many alcoholic beverages that day. We did access. We did Dragon Gate, and we did WrestleMania. Okay. Dave couldn't handle it. It was. Uh, I mean, it was. It was tiring. It was. It was very tiring. But I enjoyed it. Why is Bret Hart trending right now? Let's see, Bret Hart. Cause he's the best there is. Yeah. Uh, that's it. So. um... Yeah, so that's it for uh, AEW Talk. Uh, I guess I'll introduce my uh, match of the week right here. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week. It started the show off hot. CM Punk versus Dax Harwood. Go back and rewatch it. I thought it was awesome. It was great. Professional freaking wrestling. And also, too, as I said, Dax Harwood's like first singles match ever. So go check it out. Go find it somewhere. Brandon, who are you shouting out? Hey there, Hiff. We should listen to Brandon's shoutouts. The first shout out goes to what's the status on Twitter. It's uh, they've been dropping things left and right that have been taken out of WW2K22. Because of this account, we now know that Rey Mysterio versus Jushin Liger was part of Rey Mysterio showcase. Uh, and that hurts. <laughs> and, and it makes complete sense as to why everyone randomly just has the Starcade 96 arena. 
I still don't get why the Rey Mysterio Starcade attire is next-gen only. But just knowing that we almost had Rey Mysterio versus Jushin Liger, it's like a dagger through my heart. But I assume I it has know. to do with some sort of licensing thing. And they just couldn't get Jushin Liger. But he also, uh, he's posted crowd signs that were taken out for Daniel Bryan. Um... Uh, some fiend my faction boxes like we're showing off like cards of him so the fiend would have obviously been in this game there was wait so the fiend is not in the game no bray wyatt's not in the game either and somebody else discovered i I don't know if it was him or somebody else discovered a firefly funhouse set that was up like a playable backstage area how do you WWE. take the fiend out they of took the him game? Out. Yeah, but they took him out. But he was with the game last year. Yeah, but they took him out. Ah, oh, because that's he so was released. F- he was one of those high-profile names. Daniel Bryan was a high-profile name that got taken out. Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, I, I Andrade. Somebody, I somebody showed off Andrade cards. Somebody showed off uh, Mark Henry card. I think. All of them, I think, because they're with AEW, got taken out. Bray Wyatt is pretty puzzling. That's so awful. Yeah. But, but they still have other wrestlers that have been released in the game, though, right? Yes, but past a certain like point, like Kyle O'Reilly is still in the game. But that, like, compared to when the game came out, that just happened, him going to AEW. Fish and Adam Cole were, like, there was time to remove them. Yeah. Ruby Riot, we still somebody posted the entrance trump for her. But but she's not in the game. Awful. And they've also posted a bunch of like the My Rise characters, my faction characters on community creations that have been locked behind those modes for whatever reason. Makes absolutely no sense. But if you want a Godfather, he has it. If you want a ninety eight, they call it, Triple H, ninety seven Shawn Michaels, uh Dijakovic. If you want him, you want a Nikki Cross wrestler? Look up what's the status on on 2K22. And hope that it works. Because the game, I'm having more problems with that than I've had with 2K20. Ooh. Yeah. That's a burn. Next shout out, though, speaking of burns, goes to a mushroom sandwich from <laughs> Royal Caribbean's <laughs> private island, Coco Key. And I swear to God, dude, I had it in 2019. We were supposed to go again on this cruise in 2020, but then COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And we're finally going in May. And I'm really hoping they have, I've seen videos like of recent trips and they have this mushroom sandwich and it's literally one of the best things I've eaten. And I'm not even a, a, a fan of mushrooms, but it was just so delicious. So I'm looking forward to that. Sure. I think mushroom burgers are always delicious. It's not a mushroom burger. It's just a portobello, grilled portobello mushroom with uh, cheese on a, I think it was like a brioche bun. It, that sounds great. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Last shout out, though, goes to WWE Evil, which is a new show on Peacock with eight episodes out. It's about the heels of WWE. God forbid they release other things. Like the Superfan, Vlad the Superfan documentary, the Nexus. How about the the last two Icons episodes? 
of Davy Boy and Lex Luger. Oh, yeah. They never released those. No, makes no sense. But this show, Evil, uh, follows, or not follows, they document Hulk Hogan, The Miz, Sasha Banks, The Brothers of Destruction, Randy Orton, Stephanie McMahon, Ric Flair, and Roman Reigns. I only watched the Hulk Hogan episode so far, but I really enjoyed it. They have interviews from people about the the healness of it, including Corey Taylor and a very surprising Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Dr. Phil is in this talking about the NWO. <laughs> that threw me for short. But those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Ow. right hour mark out moment of the week it's not um it's not wrestling related although they have been related to wrestling in the past but i recently saw a commercial for goldfish megabytes brand new product i believe and uh ben and fred savage yeah ben and fred uh star in the commercial so i popped for that oh that's pretty cool yeah i think that's awesome um, and it's just a bigger goldfish cracker, I believe. Hmm. That's really cool. Um, something that I marked out for. Let's see. I definitely marked out for Kevin Owens. Yeah. That entrance and everything. I totally marked out for that. Um, you got a new NCAA that that champion. How about that? Yeah. Marked out for, uh, Steveson. Picking up that victory in the NCAA D1 championship. Uh, yeah, and he left his his uh, boots on the mat, which sucks. But he, well, I mean, it doesn't suck, though, because he's graduating, so. <laughs> yeah, but Olympics. Well, you know that, what? That eliminates, that that retires him from Olympic wrestling, too, and international wrestling. Well, you he know, obviously. No defending. He obviously already. Made it to the Olympics, got gold. We already know he's drafted to Monday Night Raw and signed to WWE. So, like, obviously the next step is not the Olympics, it's WWE. Of course, but, I mean, it's still a a selling point. He could easily... I I think that it would be huge to have a WWE current active roster in the Olympics. Yeah, that's, I mean, and who knows? I mean, how many years until the Olympics? Yeah, but usually when, this isn't Terry Funk stuff, you know? When you take off your boots and you leave it in the center of the mat. <laughs> he retired from, from that. He didn't retire from the Olympics. When you do something like that, that's like retiring your career. I mean, we've know? seen some this people isn't... leave their boots in the ring before and put them back on, so. <laughs> True. But um, he tweeted out and deleted that he will be at WrestleMania. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe he'll win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I don't know Could if that's be. even happening, but we'll Could see. Be. Something else that yeah. went viral this week on, on Twitter from Steve Harvey's new Judge show. J.J. Dillon was suing Kevin Sullivan over loaning him money to buy a boat. And it's the weirdest thing, man. And uh, Steve Harvey ends up obviously ruling for J.J. Dillon, but the court 
pays for it. So, yeah. So Kevin Sullivan got free money. But it was so bizarre, and 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 Steve Harvey's like marking out over the fact that they were both pro wrestlers and stuff. And J.J. Dillon's like, I was part of the Four Horsemen with Ric Flair, and everyone's like, oh my god. Like, they all start wooing. In my head, at least, they started to woo. <laughs> I don't know yeah, if that's happening. Yeah, that, that, did not, that did not happen, I though. feel like they did, though. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's you got any other mark-out moments? That's it, my friend. I'll take us home. Well, I shall take you home. Take me home tonight. I don't want... Okay, fine. I'll actually take you home. But, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. This was episode 581. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Twitch, on Discord. Not Discord. Discord. On YouTube. (laughs) TikTok, for sure. TikTok, for sure on TikTok. Make sure you buy a t-shirt over at Pro Wrestling Tees. Make sure that you use the discount code regardless at manscaped.com. But that is Apple enough Podcasts, of us. Stitcher Radio, Apple Spotify Podcast, Podcasts, Stitcher, Marketout.com. Yes, all of that. Yes, leave us a review. Give us a five-star rating. If you're going to rate us one or two stars, don't give us a review. But otherwise, give us a review. It's been a while, but go ahead. We know you're listening. But thank you so much. We appreciate you. And we wish you the best Best of luck in your your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.